Hello. Welcome and thank you for joining us. This is Bad Sports. I'm your host, Eric Grundy. With me is Mark Bradford. Good afternoon or good whatever time afternoon. it is. Maybe good morning. Maybe even good night. This is episode 38. We're recording Sunday afternoon, 422. We really burn through all these episodes, don't we? Yeah. How you doing, man? How's, you said uh, you sounded like you had a pretty wa- fun and wild weekend. Uh, last night was a lot of fun. Just close the bar down with a couple friends. Classic. It's always a good time. Yeah, went back to my buddy's house and we did a Willy Wonka sing-along. I didn't tell you that part. I forgot about that. You didn't, and I thought it was weird because that's why Willy Wonka. You were like Willy Wonka songs are stuck in my head. Yeah, and I was like, that's, your imagination you know, has been in my head. That's strange. Day. How many Willy Wonka songs are there? Is that just the one? Uh, oh, I know that one and the the crazy boat one. Okay, where the, it gets a little bit scary. My God, <laughs> that is a glad. I like that one. That was dope. Yeah. Is that, is that it? How many songs are there? Oh, there's like a bunch. Well, the Candyman can. Oh, the, obviously the Oompa Loompa. Yeah, those creepy fucks. Dude, scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. I know. I don't like how they dressed. Why, why they, are they, they green? Kind of, I wish they gave just a little bit of a backstory on them. Like, why are they orange? Why are they all the same? I don't know. I think he went to like a land and just kidnapped a bunch of like pygmy people. Like he... They're we're all just pygmies. we're all cool with him enslaving right? some they're, fucking they're, race of people s- we've never heard of. They're slaves. Like, I mean, uh, sure, they're the Oompa Loompas. That's you know they make great chocolate. That's all. That's you know typical white people capitalism. We're like, hey, they make fucking good chocolate. Shut up. Yeah. Don't so, look into it. It's almost like they were bred to make chocolate for hundreds of years. Oh, didn't he say like he saved him or something? He talks about him. Saved him. They said that to the people that hopped on the boat, Amistad. They said that they were going to do that too. <laughs> they were like, we're saving We're him. saving them. You know, religion's done that for Now a get lot. down there! <laughs> I'm pretty sure in the Crusades they said they were saving people too. Yeah, uh, probably in the we're Armenian genocide as well. When With driving our swords... Through their chest, we're saving them. We're going to push all your children into the Euphrates River because we need to save to the bullets for war. Cleanse. Yeah, you know, I'm, I could riff on this Willy Wonka really all day. dark already. I like I it, though. I just listened to a podcast about the Armenian Genocide, so I kind of know a lot. Nice. Wow. I mean, Not nice. Sorry. I'm a fan of history, so like I, I can I appreciate you. If, you like, if you're a fan of history, you should listen to a podcast called Time Sack. I'm not saying nice about the... Genocide, that's terrible. Um, I mean, someone thought it was good. There were some people me. that loved I it. I do not condone that. I, think I it's don't condone terrible. it either. But I'm just saying, there were some people that were like, woohoo, great idea. I am fascinated. I want to learn about that stuff, though. So I'm listening to a podcast called Time Suck. Bro. Education, historical education. That's what I'm saying, nice to. Like, that's cool that you're going, taking time out of your day to learn about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it, we took a real so all my stuff, all everything I know about is serial killers and genocide. Yeah. It's dark, man. I so, I have trouble sleeping sometimes. So you and your friends just got drunk and watched Willy Wonka? Yeah, we did. Well no, we didn't watch Willy Wonka. We just did sing alongs. We just did sing alongs. How'd you do it? Did you just like riff from like the top no, of your head? Or, like... my phone. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Did pure imagination. <laughs> it's my favorite song. Your cat's just hardcore staring at the wall right now. Yep. Pure imagination. Pure imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a pretty interesting weekend. I played Festival of the Arts in my band. 
It's pretty cool. It was fun. We played. Yeah, I know. Before. I wish I could have seen it. Yeah, it was a. Yeah, it's a bummer. We played at three. I know you got out of work at that time, but honestly, it was kind of a challenge. The first uh, we had an hour to play. You had a whole hour. Well, including um, setup and teardown, so a good like 45, oh, okay. 50 minutes. Um, and I the fifty minutes. I didn't even know you guys had that many songs. Bro, yeah, we have. Yeah, we we could probably. Our whole, with our whole catalog, we could probably play, like, a solid two, two and a half hours. Jesus, so... That would take a lot of work, If you guys get big and you move though. to L.A., like, you have to bring me with you so we can still do this. Like, I yeah. have to look I would, at you. I'll bring I my dog. I to L.A. We would just tour. No, you gotta go to L.A., bro. You gotta... That's Fuck that, where dude. the shit is. That's where all the no, fake if people anything, are. What about Nashville. New York? Nashville, if you're, like, in music... That's true. That's true. Property tax. Nashville's good for comedy, too. Yeah. What are you implying? <laughs> no, I'm not implying anything. I'm just no, saying. No, dude, do it. Do your comedy bit. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of I, so the, comedy and music there right here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nashville's a booming city for entertainment. I um, Girls with short shorts. Yeah. Wanna so it was, a good, it was a good set for the most part, but there's this, I was telling you earlier, there's a part, uh, the second, our second to last song, there's a really... I, a really cool part where I use this uh, it's just guitar and I use this really interesting effect for this one song on my delay module and for whatever reason like I just felt like maybe I was just uh, strumming it at the wrong cadence but like the time signature just seemed really off to me and it just I was just eating shit in front of a whole crowd of people and it was just me like just just fucking did we switch the booze and the claps because that was supposed to be booze this one no I guess it is right there yeah that's what I felt like uh, other than that, that's tough man whenever you have like a I don't know whenever you just fuck up and you have a performance whether it's stand up or poetry or but that was probably music, like 10 just, seconds of the 45 minutes yeah, yeah it was and then uh at the end, our last song, right before like a, a guitar solo part, I unplugged myself accidentally. I stepped on my cable and it just came out, which happens. But I had a good recovery. I picked it up, plugged it back in. So it was, okay. it was good. It was, it was tough. It's just, it's always a different animal playing outside. Man, the sun will shine on my pedals, and I have a hard time. You can't see what they say. Well, I just like- can't see which ones are on because you can click them all you want. And it literally looks the same because the amount of light. light that shines on them, they're just con- they look lit up constantly. Oh. So I had a hard time, like, is it on? Fuck, is my two skewer on? Like, what's going on? So it was, uh, I learned a lot. It was fun. And everyone was, we had a ton of friends and family come out and support us. So that was really nice. It was sweet. Everyone was super cheerful and supportive. It was a great time. Like yeah, you did. Don't don't even worry about that fuck up. Nobody even noticed it. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And then afterwards, I came back, watched some. Uh, oh, so I came back later, and uh, we had a mutual friend that was doing some. Uh, uh, was it slam poetry or spoken? I said slam poetry. Spoken word poetry. What's slam poetry? I don't know. Is that where people snap? In poetry, they do. If you like what they're saying, you snap. I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh, I, I can't. I don't know how to snap. I'm sorry. I can't snap with my left hand. My, that was I'd my, be like this. I'd be. Like, I'd make it with my with my noise. All right, good whistle. Um, it was my first time going to a spoken word concert show. Concert show. Yeah. 
conversation. Show, concert, whatever, spoken word show. It was at the Calder. It was really cool. I had drinking a bunch of White Claws beforehand. Ooh, you're and, a uh, bad bitch. <laughs> well, I'm trying to lose weight. Beer makes me feel, like, happy. Um, Beer makes me feel happy. Actually, it was like these vodka seltzers. They're really good. So I was like, I slammed a bunch of them, and I was sitting there, and the, all the poets were really amazing, very intelligent, did very rhyme? smart. Some of them did, some of them didn't, but they were just like really thought-provoking. Not all of them were like uh, doom and gloom, but like just really cool, wide vocabulary. Just They told really cool stories. It was just really emotional and thought-provoking. Uh, our a mutual friend, Amanda Small, she did really well. Our, then our the, mutual friend or mutual friend of the band? My, with the band. Like, I don't really know her that well, but she's the one. I don't know how. I went with my friend. I don't yeah. know how. You know, you know Amanda. <laughs> she she looks like pretty? Yeah, she's pretty. Was she like, oh, no. <laughs> no. God, no. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty. She looked really nice. She was wearing a, like a really uh, telling, vibrant outfit. I'm like Diane on you. A strawberry uh, overalls and. Straw, like with strawberries on them? Yeah, just pink, just really pink. Mm, nice. Um, but then the the guy who was like the headliner, I guess, I've learned that the the last person in spoken word, I guess, is called the Poet Laureate. And this is when it was a really interesting moment for me because, like I said, I was drinking a bunch of seltzers beforehand. So come to the last poet, the Poet Laureate, who's like talking about... Like white people stealing culture and shitting on white people who own like ramen noodle stores or whatever, like stealing his cultural food and how he praise white people instead of ethnic people for learning different languages. I had to pee so bad, dude. And I was yeah. in the front row. And, and like, I just like. How many other white people were there? I mean. There were all the, all, the only other white people that were really with me were all LGBTQ as well, so they kind of get a passive. They have more oppression than I do. I'm like the least oppressed person in the crowd. <laughs> should've been, you should have stood up and been like, excuse me, gay man that has to pee. Uh, so I had to pee so fucking bad, and I, I just like, as he's talking about this stuff, about the white man, like, I was like, I can't, I can't get up right now. Like, I just... I because I don't know like look at this white motherfucker like he's don't like what I'm stare saying at me like the eye of Mordor. <laughs> he was doing crowd control too in the beginning, so like he wasn't afraid to just be like, hey. So um, I waited till he was done, and then even even after I waited when he was done, I got up and a few people looked at me, and I just was like, got I got to go to the bathroom. I have to pee really but, bad. And then I uh, went to some friend's house for a bonfire and stayed out till three in the morning getting drunk. And that was a good time. Yeah, I think I left my buddy's house at like four. Yeah, dude, it was nuts. And then I played some frisbee today. It was really cool. Fell asleep on the couch. I woke Oof. up, I'm like, where are my pants? Don't you, doesn't your back get stiff? No, dude, I sleep like this, like a fucking vampire. So my back <laughs> is always straight. <laughs> You're like that dude and uh, no, my back doesn't we do get in the stiff. shadows. It's not a piece. Who's just sleeping in the fucking coffin. That's exactly how I sleep. I wake up and I go, <laughs> boy, big yawn. All right, let's jump into Speaking it. Speaking of poetry. Speaking of poetry, let's, uh, we're going to have Muhammad Ali take it away for our sports quote of the day. I'm experienced now, professional. Jaws been broke, been lost, knocked down a couple of times. Bad. Been chopping trees. I done something new for this fight. 
I done wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make, make medicine, medicine sick. Bad dude. That, okay, so that was actually some good poetry. I that know, was dude. Like real... Right? Right now, would you be like this? Look at that look, dude. <laughs> Scary man. I love the whole, uh, the tussled with the whale. I was like, bro. When I heard that, I was tussled like. Tussled with a whale? I mean, a blue whale. Not talking you about your to... wife, are you? If a blue whale just opened its mouth He'd be gone slightly, like Jonah. The, you would just... I'll punch him in his uvula. Be sucked up like a vacuum into its mouth. Like, there's no tussling with a whale. Sorry, I just get so literal. Well, first of all, you have to assume that Muhammad Ali is going to be in the deep ocean, not in a boat. You have to assume. Off land, I'll tell you what. In the water, the blue whale takes it. Yeah. <laughs> On land, Muhammad Ali's going to beat the shit out of that blue whale. Beat a beached whale. That's going to be a black and blue whale. <laughs> Muhammad Ali just punching the beach trail. Rest in peace to the legend. I consider him to be the greatest boxer of all time. That's right. I said it. Floyd. Pound I for consider, pound. I, well, I consider no. Muhammad Ali. Pound for pound. No I just, well, okay, I will say I think he's the most inspirational, one of the most inspirational athletes of all time. But yes, of course. You know, wise. My uncle Dave met him at the airport. My uncle Dave used to work at the airport. Oh no, he shit. met he met Muhammad Ali at the airport, and my uncle Dave would see all types of celebrities, famous people, working at O'Hare International Airport. And uh, he said Muhammad Ali was the only one who, who was like, "I'm sorry." He's like, "I don't do this, but I have to come up and say hi." And I guess Muhammad Ali shook his hand, but he was at the point where he was like, pretty deep into part into his Aww. disease, so. That's also... But, I mean, actually, I don't think he was pretty deep into it. I think it was before he got really bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. You see someone like him, you should at least be polite and just try and, like... Like, how cool would that be? That like, would be amazing, just to shake his hand. Yeah, yeah that's he said he shook his hand, said he was very, like, gracious. I've heard that he's incredibly grateful and kind to his fans. <laughs> Not anymore. He's dead. <laughs> Come on, dude. But y'all don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm over here laughing. <laughs> That's that. Oh, I that fucking died, correct. man. <laughs> Good one, Mark. Yeah, rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. Uh, forever the champ. Well, somewhat disagree. Anyways, let's jump into uh, the NBA finals. Word. Take it away, Mark. Oh shit, my phone's off. My bad. I got a little oh, spacey. Oh my god. Oh. Got spacey. Here we go. I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> NBA Finals, game one. Boston Celtics take game one, 120-108. Golden State's modest break. See, that's that's what's weird, like, when you win a series super fast, then you're sitting at home for, like, a week or so. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're still practicing, but... Uh, Boston made sure of it in stunning Golden State, 120-108, to take the opening game of the best-of-seven series at the Chase Center. The Celtics leaned on their depth to erase a 15-point deficit in the second half. Al Horford scored a team-high 26 points, while Jalen Brown added 24, and Derek White scored 21 off the bench. Wow. Jason Tatum scored just 12 points in the win while shooting 3 of 17 from the field. Yuck. Mm. But he had a game-high 13 assists. That's nice. Really dishing the ball. The Celtics also managed to overcome a turbocharged effort from the Warriors' Steph Curry. 
who scored 34 points. Oh, Steph Curry was absolutely lights out in the first half as well. He was uh, 12 for 25 on the field. Seven for 14, three-pointing. That's still really good. Seven for four, yeah. 50% is like, great. In fact. It's exceptional. Incredible. Uh, 34 points, like you said. I mean, goddamn, he was putting up a highlight reel. A lot of, and, of course, people were saying, he's, that defense is going to hold him back. That he's, you know, he's going he's gonna to struggle with that defense. Uh, he, did, he did not. Struggle. I think Boston just has a deeper team, you know. Yeah, and uh, with Jason Tatum, three for seventeen. I mean, you're. I feel you gotta like, have uh, a bad game sometimes. Yeah, like, like he's I mean, not gonna be perfect, and that's also what makes a great team. Like you gotta, the fact that they still won, even though he played forty two minutes and he didn't have the typical game that we're used to seeing him having. Yeah, kind of. They the Celtics really proved to us that uh, they don't play around. They they have what it takes. Uh, in remarks before the game, Commissioner Adam Silver noted how the finals was pitting two of the league's original franchises, a fitting series for the NBA, which has been celebrating its 75th anniversary this season. The Philadelphia Warriors won the league's first championship all the way back in 1947 when they took care of Philadelphia? Philadelphia Warriors. Wow. Okay. When they took care of the Chicago Stags in five games. That's a stupid name. The Celtics Stags? Are, the Stags. The Celtics are chasing their 18th title and first since 2008. Mm-hmm. Game two is... Tonight in San Francisco. I'm noticing here. It looks like Clay Thompson kind of had a similar game as Jason Tatum. You know, two stars that are just kind of playing a little below their standards. He went six for fourteen with fifteen points, thirty nine minutes. Uh, like I said, Tatum was three for seventeen. So Clay had a better game, but you know, you kind of expected both those to contribute, both those players to contribute more. Uh, I'm just excited. This is uh, definitely going to evolve into a... I still think it's going to be a long series. I, people are already saying, if the Warriors don't win game two, that's a wrap. Like, I think that's just a fucking... That's some fucking baloney. Oh, thank you, by the way. For getting the window. Yeah. Sorry about that, folks. I... I don't... I just... I will never count either of these teams out. I don't oh, no. care if it's 3-0. I just... I still think history could be made. You should never count the Warriors out, especially with Steph Curry playing the way he is. And they got you have a healthy Klay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green. For now, I mean. You yeah, know. for now. So what's up with the pool? Okay, I, I will say Jordan Poole, they shut him down quite a bit. This defense for Boston did come to play. He, Poole had 25 minutes, 9 points. Kind of like I expected more from him and Thompson. but Yes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes in game two. Boston's a tough team. Um, Honestly, I think they're, in that history of the NBA, I think they're probably one of the most successful teams. Like, top three for sure. Absolutely. They also have just the most historical, they're just one of the most historical franchises in baseball. Or, sorry, basketball. Yeah, also baseball as well. Well, Boston in general. I I think the Warriors are going to come out stronger tonight. They're playing today. I think they're going to be... Honestly, I kind of also think they have to win tonight. Mm-hmm. You have to win at home. You have to win because if you don't win tonight, then you have to win two games in Boston. Hang on, I want to look back at something real quick. Go ahead, man. Look back. Look so way, way when back. they, you know, when they played the fucking Bucks, it went back and forth, back and forth. It was like it went Bucks, Celtics, Bucks, Celtics, Bucks, Celtics, Bucks. And then the Celtics won. And then when they played the Heat, it was the Heat, Celtics, 
Heat, Celtics, Celtics, Heat. I think it's going to go back and forth. That's my point with this. Looking at the patterns and seeing how they go. Um, they actually lost game one and against the Bucks and the Heat, and they still won the series. So now they have a jump start. The pressure's kind of on them to keep that momentum going. There's going to be a little bit of pressure to win this game. I think the of Warriors course. might get them. I think they might get this one. There's always pressure they, to win when you're Golden State. They've on, like only won back-to-back games like once. It goes back and forth quite a bit in these last couple of series they were in. So I'm calling the Warriors to win tonight. Any final thoughts with you? I'm going to go with Boston. Boston. Mm-hmm. I like it. Nice. They won even though Tatum had a bad game. So That's Tatum really impressive. It's a good sign. If you're a Boston fan, you should be fucking excited. If your best player is only scoring, what, just going three for 17, mm-hmm. and you can still win, that's pretty good. That shows real yeah. depth. Absolutely. It'll be fun. I think it's going to be a fun series all around. And that is going to conclude our NBA segment. Pretty soon we'll have no basketball to talk about. Yeah, that's going to be it. And then we'll just start. Uh, we got to we'll get done. into more topical stuff. Probably we'll cover more cricket. No, dude. I want to go deep into tragedies on an episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, pull some stuff out of a hat. We'll pull some get stuff a special, out of our sleeve. A special cheaters episode. Ooh, yeah, that'll be fun. Right. Scandals. Scandals. Sports scandals. My God. Ray still Lewis happening. killed a guy. <laughs> hey, he might be listening. You never don't. Shout out Ray Lewis. <laughs> Up next, we're going to break down the NHL playoffs. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bad Sports. some NHL playoffs to talk about baby a lot of uh lots to get into some doozies as well a little bit of controversy but first we're gonna jump into game one of the Rangers versus the Lightning game one was in New York and just over a minute in the Rangers got on the board first thanks to Zibanejad Zibanejad <laughs> we'll just say it different every time it's fun Zibanejad I gotta keep right that's how you say his name who, sure. I mean, he just beat the defenseman with pure speed. It was just, uh, I mean, just real athleticism from him. He got into the attacking zone. The second he got the puck, he passes it perfectly to Kreider, who rips a wrist shot, blocker side. Perfect one-two punch. Rangers go up 1-0. Later in the first, the Lightning fighting for a possession in the attacking zone. They get their passing going, and Ruda sets up Stamkos for a nasty one-timer, which... Someone like Sam Coast, the captain, he's a bit older. God, he was playing phenomenal. He had a great goal. The Lightning tied up 1-1. Shesterkin went off, uh, making incredible saves for the Rangers, just shutting down a couple two-on-ones, a few scoring opportunities from Kucherov, with, which uh, if you follow the Lightning at all, you know how dangerous Kucherov is. So that's what the Rangers need is someone like Shesterkin just shutting down their star players. That's huge. In the second period, Vetrano for the Rangers muffs a pass a little bit. And then it was also combined with a good defense in the attacking zone. He recovers the pass, patiently waits for a lane to open, and then just scores a 
with a wrist shot. Top left blocker side again on Vasilevsky. Rangers really attacking his blocker side, too. They're lighting him up. Rangers go up 2-1. Later in the second, Stamkos with a, terri- a terrific spin around with a backhanded shot. Spinorama. Spin around, backhanded shot. That rebounds off Chesterkin. Pallet right there to score the rebound goal. Tying the game at 2-2. Two two. The Rangers strike back with Kako, who had the puck <laughs> behind the Lightning's net, looking for the right opportunity. Finds Hiddle for a brilliant one-timer. I like, this time scoring glove side. I liked it better when we called him Shithill. Shithill? Scheidel? Scheidel. That's weird. Simon call him C's. Hiddle. I think I heard the announcers call him Heidel or Hiddle. Rangers go up 3-2 because of Heidel's goal. Minutes later, the Rangers knock a puck down the blue line. At the blue line, they keep the possession going in the attacking zone. Very calm and relaxed. Miller passes it across the ice to Hiddle, who strikes again with a brilliant one-timer. Rangers go up 4-2. Starting in the third, the Rangers get a nice little chipper into the neutral zone. Cop gets the puck and splits the defenseman with a smooth pass to Panarin, who rips a beautiful wrist shot blocker side. Rangers go up 5-2. Panarin wasn't done either. Later in the third, he made a fucking stunning no-look cross-seam pass to Zibanejad, who had a one-timer, putting the Lightning away, 6-2. to Rangers take game one in New York. Just absolutely blistering performance from the Rangers, just putting it on the Lightning, which is also kind of a trend. The Lightning, uh, they got lit up by the Maple Leafs, too, in their game one. So... Could they bounce back in game two? Well, game two was also in New York. Lightning struck first with Kucherov's wrist shot, glove side. Sorelli with the assist. Miller puts the Rangers on the board with a wrist shot, glove side. Kreider with the assist. 1-1. Shesterkin stuns Samkos with a phenomenal save with the blade of his skate. You and I just watched that one. Yeah. That was incredible, man. He basically, like, stopped the like it was his skate, the puck, and the post. Like, he stopped it right there. I mean, it was literally with the blade of his skate. Unbelievable. Kako slapped it from the net, hit it with the assist, and the Rangers go up 2-1. Vasilevsky make, just making incredible saves as well. I wanted to give him a shout-out. He was having a great game, but the Rangers and Rangers were just a little overpowering for them. Savanish had scores with the wrist shot, blocker side. The play was set up with a neutral zone interception. <laughs> Adam Fox with a smooth pass and assist. What's if he, up? If he's going to be all over the score sheet, we gotta we gotta look up the enunciation of his name. Who? Zabanajad or Zabana? Because we keep saying it so much. Because he's so good. I think it's Zabanajad. All right, we'll go with it. Well, be sure of it. Say it like you mean it. Say it like you say it. Like, <laughs> I know. Uh, you just sound so unsure. Say it like you made You're me. You're like, ah, uh, Zabanajad. Z- 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 I know, I'm like, ah, reluctantly say Zabanajad. Zabanajad? <laughs> the question. Uh, Corey Perry passes to Nicholas Paul, who fakes out Shesterkin and beats him with a move to the blocker side. That was a sick, sick play all I around. didn't even know where Corey Perry was playing. Yeah, so he like plays him. to the lightning. Yeah, it's kind of a, yeah, just a, I don't know. I remember when that suit beat him in a fight. That was cool. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Was he was he playing for the Bucks at the time? Playing for who? The he's playing for Ducks. Ducks, Anaheim. not Bucks. I said Bucks. Sorry, yeah. Ducks. Anaheim. Yeah. Ducks. With a minute left, 
the Lightning were down one. They were just setting up scoring opportunity after scoring opportunity, but Shastakin was just making consecutive saves, shutting them down. Again, I've been saying this all postseason. Shastakin is going to be the key ingredient for the Rangers to win it all. And so far, he's proving so. Vasilevsky's no... Uh, he's he's no slouch, he's no slouch either. He's great, but right now they're... Vasilevsky the sounds like the name of a deli. I'm yeah. go to Vasilevsky's deli. Yeah, I want to pick up some ham from Vasilevsky's. Some fucking capicola. <laughs> Put on the Vasilevsky's. Get some gabagoo. <laughs> Get some cannoli. Uh, the cannoli with the chocolate chips. You know, he's, he's Russian. <laughs> I think it's Russian, right? Vasilevsky. Yeah. Probably. You know, with the, the Rangers down 2-0 now, they're playing right now. I'll check the score in just a second. I still don't cut the lightning out. You gotta, you really gotta bury them. You can't let up at all. And right now, their biggest weakness is their uh, defense. And they're again when they were playing the Maple Leafs, I kept saying their struggles were just breaking out the puck. The Rangers, Rangers were just up two one with no one, way, one really? minute left in the second period. <sighs> Man, they might take game three. You're gonna be wrong. What did I say? I said the Capitals, so that obviously didn't happen. You're out early. You can pick a different team if you want. Well, Make I mean, a prediction. It's kind of obvious now I'm going to be like Rangers. Or the Avalanche. <laughs> yeah. New York or Colorado. I want it to be New York. Rangers are looking really solid. They also have a young lineup that's playing really well. They have a they have a line where it's um, Lefrenier, Hadel, and a couple other people. They're all like under 23 years old. They're playing phenomenally. That makes me feel so sad. I know, right? Like the <laughs> oldest player in the league, 38 years old. <laughs> when I was 23. What a miracle. I was working on, I was just playing Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, moving over to the West. A very, I thought it would be a very exciting series. I was very, I was looking forward to this matchup. It was, uh, I'm talking about the Colorado Avalanche versus the Edmonton Oilers. The Avalanche took game one, eight to six. Game two, uh, unfortunately, we didn't have enough time to go into this. We're going to have to wrap it up pretty soon. The, uh, I'll just run through it a little bit through the scores. Avalanche won game two, four to zero, and they also took game three, four to two. Not looking good for the Oilers. Um, I think the Avalanche are just, I've been watching this series, though, and they're incredibly fast with their breakouts. They just are beating the Oilers with their speed and their passing and overpowering them with their just playmaking ability. The, the Oilers have some playmakers as well. Obviously, Dreisaitl and McDavid, but the Avalanche, yeah. I don't think the Oilers have the goaltending, man. I don't think Smith is capable, along with their defense, of stopping the Avalanche. They're just so high-powered. Their offense is unbelievable, and their defense is pretty good, too. Yeah. They're just not getting – and you look, they've only scored two goals the last two games. Game two and three, uh, compared to the Avalanche's eight goals. Um, I mean, geez, they've already put up 16 goals in three games. Like, they're just not. They're, better save some goals. I know. Like, it's. They. Someone's got to stop these guys. The Avalanche are looking very dangerous. But our friend Trevor wrote in, and he wanted to know what we thought about the controversial hit, which is also our bad sports moment. Of the day. Yeah, shit was rough. This guy just can't stay out of fucking trouble. uh, What is it, yesterday? Yeah, so yesterday, game three, 
uh, Evander Kane was covering Nazim Kadri, and let's uh, let's check it out. Jesus. Doesn't even doesn't look that bad when you watch it from there, but when you see it from the other camera angle, it looks really bad. He's like, what? What did I do? Down hard. The question of this will be is Wes McCauley went back into the pile to look at the Those end result. Awesome. Is this just going to be a cross check or a major board? Some dude, a player is down and possibly out for the series, and you're just like, damn, God those fucking damn. jerseys are tight. I almost wish I was a His Oilers opponent fan. looks so dope. He does. <laughs> they do look really cool. Ninety-one on ninety-one. Some, some some positives. He's not paralyzed because his ankles he ain't are dead. Moving. He's not dead. He looks like he's he shaking up. Looked, he went like shoulder first right into the boards. He that's a cross check too. He fucking. Yeah. Just that's why they said if it was going to be a cross check or a boarding. I still think it was the right call. Saying it was boarding because he's still. I mean that's a nasty hit. Yeah. You should do that. I don't think you. I feel like the NHL player safety gets a lot of flack. I don't know why they're criticizing them right now but I feel like that was the right call because they probably need think he needs to be punished more seriously uh, and that's okay. why I think they're okay, taking that's so why. long because he's a habitual line stepper he is and you've if you've been listening with, with us and you've uh, been with us for a while when he went to the Oilers we've talked about Kane's past we've talked about how he was suspended for like 21 games with the Sharks because he breaks protocols like you said Habitual line stepper. You got to follow Proto, bud. That dude, like if anyone, if if you were to tell me, hey, by the way, a player on the Oilers is uh, going to be suspended or is, you know, being investigated right now for possibly being suspended, I'd think, oh, Kane, without a doubt, I'd you put 100 follow bucks. Proto, buddy, you're done. Out of all these players, I don't even know all of them on the Oilers, but if you had to tell me, hey, someone injured a player, Boarded them into the walls. I would just be, oh, Vander. He, like, no, no delay. And he did. And, by the way, Nazem Kadri is not just your, he's not just a fourth just lineup a guy, guy, man. He is a uh, serious playmaker for the Avalanche. He, I mean, he buried, buried the Blues. He had a phenomenal series against them. Dangerous player. Probably one of the hottest players in the postseason right now. Yeah, he's so sexy. Oh, you meant? Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, no, I, I meant that. Oh, I, okay. Like, I mean, him and no. <laughs> no, he had a couple of hat tricks. The guy is just on fire. He's one of the reasons why the Avalanche are so good. And now they're expecting him to be out for the rest of the series, which you made a good point that it's probably going to be over in a game or so. Anyways. Yeah. They have not decided a further punishment with Evander Kane yet. They're going to have a hearing soon. That was a, a statement by the NHL player safety. They they are going to address further actions on Evander Kane, and I'm sure he's going to be gone for a while. Which, as expected, you and I knew this was going to happen. We knew that yeah. he was going to fuck up at some point. We were just kind of wondering when. And, yeah, right into us. Tell us what you think. Let us know what you think. Was that um, a bullshit call? 
should he not have received a five-minute major boarding penalty for that hit? Should he not be suspended? Was it a clean hit? I loved his... He did an interview, and he was just like, I thought I'd, I'd just give him a little bit him. of a bump. Unfortunately, he went into the walls. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Unfortun- yeah, unfortunately, he Try went to give him a little fucking- bump right in his back while he was heading towards the wall at a high rate of speed. <clears throat> yeah. Like, uh, come on, dude. How long have you been in this fucking game? Uh, it's unfortunate. I wanted to root for Evander Kane as a comeback player. I wanted to root for him to, like, turning his career around, possibly going further into the playoffs. Doesn't look like they're going to go much further. They're in a huge hole right now, down 3-0 in the series. Colorado looks unstoppable, and they're going to continue to be unstoppable even without Kadri. Yeah. So, good luck. Yeah, we'll see. They're playing tomorrow, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's all we got, folks. It's kind of, Sorry, it's a bit of a short one. Yeah, we had busy days today. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, my day didn't change, but that's fine. They're also, yeah. we did cover quite a bit. We did. I mean, I could have went more detail you know, on the Avalanche series, which I will uh, in the future. We have our own lives, too, guys. Oh, we don't have to fucking justify everything, man. Yeah, uh, fuck you. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. But... Thank you. We hope you have a great week. We will see you on Thursday. Well, I know. I'm sorry. I put that episode out a little late on Friday. I apologize. Um, but we I will have be to on justify now. ourselves to these people. I'm gonna take the. I will acknowledge that. Um, but yeah, we will have the episode out on Thursday. This one's gonna come out probably Sunday night or early Monday. But yeah, thank you for sticking around. We love you guys. We hope you have a great week. We will see I you do some Thursday. Bowling. Yeah, Mark's gonna go bowl. Goodbye.